gentlemen please take your seats the show is about to begin hello hello y'all haven't seen me in a minute or two or three or days um welcome back to luncheon with lisa season two um we are so excited i feel like we've never even done this before um <laughs> i've missed everyone thank you so much for hanging in there joining back in um i know sometimes you can lose some people when you go take a break but it was important that my team get some rest and i get some rest and um come back with some great guests new guests some will be old guests some will be new because we're gonna bring them back um but we have an exciting evening tonight we're gonna do things a little different so as we started um the next season we decided to change the platform up just a little bit. You got to just do a little something different. So as y'all can see, my background is um, painted. So I have like a blue background now, thanks to my husband, um, LP Painting and Drywall. He hooked me up. Um, so I'm excited about that just to make it a little fun. But I still got my crafts and stuff going on. Um, and we want to first welcome our guest in. But before we do that, I wanted to just share a couple of projects I have coming up um, and welcome you all in. So again, welcome back to the second season of Luncheon with Lisa. Um, I want to let you all know that there's, um, I've been working on a film um, called Old School Rollers. Um, and for some of you who know me, you know that I actually met my husband in the skating rink uh, 32 years ago. So it was kind of cool to do a, a film and be part of a film that actually is you know, in a skating rink um, and actually the skating rinks that we skated in and met in. So that's kind of cool. The movie comes out on August the 27th, 28th. They have two um, releases coming out to see it. And next week, we're going to bring them on to the show, the producer and co-producer and give away some tickets to the release. So y'all can check it out because y'all seen some posts with me filming i'm no actress but i had a ball and i'm excited to be a part of the, the film um now i want to actually welcome my guest on so before i read a little bit about who he is i want to tell you how we came to meet um actually in the middle of covid um he has a platform as well um, where he brings guests on and in the middle of covid around christmas time you know it's my favorite time of year and it was the last show that I did um, for the season, I believe, um, for the Christmas season, um, before I just kind of tuned out and did my own thing. So um, we met. I enjoyed um, his show tremendously. Great lineup um, and try to support all of his shows, you know, since then. It's been great. Um, so we have a little surprise for him in a minute. But I'm going to tell you who we have with us tonight first. And then we're going to... Um, show him how we have a little surprise for him. So um, Donnie B got the beats. Okay, so music producer, recording artist, entertainer, host of The Beat with Donnie B got the beats, which I was on, it's an awesome show. Co-host of Two Flew West with Nicholas Baker. 
Donnie B got the beats, formerly Donnie B LaFleur is a Washingtonian. So I didn't share that, but he is from Washington, D.C. Yay! Um, so we got a homeboy here. Um, so Washington, Washington D.C. native that moved to Los Angeles for the opportunity to perform on a large entertainment stage, influenced by legendary talents such as Quincy Jones, Timberland, DJ Premier, Babyface, John Williams, and Hans Zimmer. He can't be he can't be easy pigeonholed. He has long been a rapper with catchy lyrical content and a seemingly endless swagger. With his later works, including the last single, Fine By Me, he's coming into his own as a credible vocal threat. One fan said it's, it's music from the heart that hits you right between the ears. I like that. A consistent entertainer and producer these past 10 years, Donnie has released 12 singles and an album, D-Day, released in 2011. To his credit and his latest project being an EP called Cruel Summer 2019 with six original songs that have a major label production sound. He has performed in concert with such mu music stars as Snoop Dogg, The Game, and Tank, and has performing has been performing at several festivals, nightclubs, and events. And now he is here with luncheon with Lisa. Um, I am so honored to have you here with us. Uh, welcome to luncheon with Lisa, Donnie. I'm glad to have you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and first of all, you are the number one supporter of the beat. Like, you, like every show you was on there, you you know what I'm saying? Like I, I so much love and respect to you, man. Definitely your platform and everything that you, you you've accomplished so far. I, I know the sky's the limit, man. So I'm just elated to be here, man. And uh thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I'm gonna show you how much I enjoy being on your platform. So what we decided to do was we decided to flip the script uh -oh. on Donnie B got the beats. So what does that mean? I enjoyed your platform, how you had everything set up. Um, so I decided that what you did to me as a guest, I'm going to do to you. Okay. So the first topic that we're going to talk about, and that's the surprise. I love the way you set this up. So we're going to do this to you because um, I thought it was awesome, a good way to get to know people um, and just know them as individuals, not all the bio stuff. Right. Um, so the first question is who is Donnie B got the beats? And we're not talking about the bio Donnie. We're talking about who is who is Donnie that's from DC. Hmm, let's think about this one <laughs> uh Donnie B got the beats, man. I, I am uh a handful. And anybody that knows that that knows me will say that. I'm, I'm a handful, man. Like uh overly ambitious. Uh some some would say to a fault. I haven't met that fault yet, but uh you know <laughs> we'll get there I guess at, at some point in time. Um a uh, big, a uh, high idealist uh, with a pretty decent IQ. Um, I wish my IQ was about as high as my my ambitions were. <laughs> um, jokester, uh, uh, you know, I like engaging with people. Uh, I'm a customer service person at heart, man. Uh, all of my my previous jobs were customer service related, so I engage with people, man. And uh, you know, performer. Uh, I'm in my my. You know, you see, I'm getting my little silver back, a silver silver front there. Uh, it's wisdom. Yeah. It's wisdom. Yeah. Thank you. I'm hidden right up in here. <laughs> I like how you put your words together. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't perform as much as I used to, um, but I'm I'm working on something now that's going to get me back to that. Um, I'm actually working on a new release uh, album 
uh, called Braskiat. Love it. Okay. Uh, but uh, so just a performer, recording artist, music producer. I've been producing music since I was 12 years old. Um, come from a musical family. My dad was a, a, a music producer and a bassist, uh, played with the Crown Heights Affair. Um, did some work with Donald Byrd and the Blackbirds back in the day. Uh, you know, it, it, so I come from a good, good pedigree of, of music. Um, and as far as everything else, like I said, I'm just a straightforward person, man, a straight shooter. Um, not everybody can, uh, appreciate it, but the people that do, you know, you either love or hate me, you know what I mean? And, and I just, I rather just keep it real. Uh, I'm a, and I'm a girl dad and a, and a boy Yay. dad boy too. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I love my three bobbins and, um, you know, they, you know, keep me honest, man, and keep me focused, man. And I, you know, I try to keep them on the right path. So. That's who Donnie B got the beats is. That's right. I love it. And and from the moment that, you know, we I did came on your show, I just really felt welcomed at home. So I can, you know, attest to that from knowing you. We haven't met in person, but I mean, I can attest to it. The energy was great. Um, it was just I was comfortable. Um, and we just had a good conversation. Not never mind the fact that you're from Washington, DC, which was, you know, definitely a hook because it was like, oh, he's from Washington, DC. Okay. Yeah. And you took DC to LA and I like the way you balance it. So that comes into our next topic okay so i'm gonna drink my tea when i ask this question okay. so what about washington dc what tell us the donnie that was up here in dc uh before before there was dmv west uh <laughs> donnie <laughs> uh uh the donnie in, in dc was uh you know looking back in the retrospect i mean you know that that donnie was um he was a uh, i'm sorry he was a butthole like uh, you know i really just uh I really just didn't really, I, I worked really hard, had the same ambition, same drive. Uh, I got after it, man. Like I, I hit the ground running every open mic. I was there, uh, you know, got to, uh, you know, share the stage with a lot of uh, uh, legendary talent in the DMV area now. Um, recorded with, uh, you know, started out with uh, Nitty Records and, top, you know, Top Flight, uh, Thug Life. And, you know, shout out to the fam, by the way. Uh, so I was around when, when, you know, doing my thing when it wasn't cool to be, uh, you know, a rapper. You know, people right. like, rapper, like you, we we a go go town. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so to be able to see it grow and sprout legs, it's like again, like I'm like I'm a girl dad. You know what I mean? Like is it right. to see it fu fully formed and functional and operating on its own? It's it's amazing. You know, uh, but really, if not nothing else, um, I'm a student. I'm a okay. student always. I'm always learning. I'm always trying to figure out how can I trick the system? How can I make it? How can I how can I flip this? And then above all else, uh, uh, how can I open the doors up for everybody else? Absolutely. Uh, and so that that's that's who I who who I was was the, you know uh, you know borderline arrogant arrogant borderline narcissistic because I believe that that was the play. Um, but you know uh, college educated with the Hampton University. Shout out uh, my HIU. Um, okay, I get, I get, I'll let you do a little bit to um, Hampton, I guess a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so, uh, death of but love for, for the DMV area, but it was time for me to move on. Um, I right. put in 20, 20 strong years, uh, you know, behind the scenes and in, in, in front, trying to be on stage and perform at, you know, the University of Maryland uh, for the Terrapins and Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, did shows in New York, North Carolina, Miami, Chicago, put together my own tour. Uh, 
<laughs> who does that? You know, right. Um, <laughs> uh, music producer, videographer, graphic designer. You know, I tried to run a gambit because entertainment is my life. I'm just an art, I'm an art, artistic type person. So anyway, keeping it short and truncated. Um, that's who I was when I was in DC. Right. So what because I know live coming from DC too, it's a it's a lot to do here. Um good and bad sometimes, but I mean it, it's what rears us to do what we do now. So right. um what do you miss about being in DC? Man, everything. We, Okay, okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. But <laughs> no, I, no, no. I get. I think I did the same thing to you when I came on your. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I just. I. I. I feel so so confident about my answer. Uh, you know, I miss the DMV, man. I really do. Um, unfortunately, it's just um, I have I have a very big sensitivity to emotional content. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, let's face it, the East Coasters like they they just. Argh! Like you know, and I, I'm just like, no, whoa, 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 whoa bro. Like, right. I, mean, I, I think my head, like, you know, I got all this meat up here, like, you know, what I'm saying. So I'm like, nah, I can't, I can't rock with that. You know what I mean? Um, and I decided to take my time as West, and that's that. Now, again, um, with with, with DC, it's like I, I miss, I miss the culture, man. Mm -hmm. I miss the culture. I'm actually uh, writing a writing a script too uh, with, with the team that um, I'm, I'm involved with called the Wright Brothers. And uh, we're writing a uh, uh, um, a series, kind of like a Snowfall for LA, but it's for DC called Mumbo Sauce. And oh, okay. It's uh, it, it chronicles uh, what it's like to grow up in DC during the during the rise of the Google era. Um, that's, that's exciting. Because yeah, I mean, because when I brought up roller skating, I was thinking, okay, because that was part of what we did, and then when you say Mumbo Sauce, it's like, yeah, that's just. All of that's DC. I mean, yeah, there are other places. Atlanta has skate, but their skating is different. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm with all of that. So we got, that leads us into the next one because you said you okay. you had to move on from DC and you mm -hmm. went over to LA. So we're gonna kind of do a little something with. I mean, who does it best? Not saying we're gonna put anybody on blast, but I'm sure there's some. You know, pull some good stuff from LA when you made the transition. You shared mm -hmm. some of the stuff with DC, but who does it best in what music, film, whatever? What's your take? Well, it, it really would depend on what it is. You know okay. what I mean? Like um, music wise, I mean, obviously, I, I got a nod towards LA as far as by way of mainstream views, sales, so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. um, as far as Having an identity, LA, you know what I mean? Uh with regard to uh film, I mean Hollywood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um but I was around in DC when BET was still there. You know what I mean? I That's remember right. 227 was was a, a show that, that that was about a family from DC in on That's in right. the hood. You know That's what I mean? Right. Um so you know, again, I, I I a lot with a lot of stuff I would have to lean towards LA just because structurally it it, it it it's la right mm -hmm. uh and i call it the real world okay That's what I so you know <laughs> saying like la is the real world you know everything else is like whatever uh and i don't mean that in a negative way when i say that but right with dc the thing i miss the most i swear on everything it's just gen the genuineness of the culture man like it's so much about the culture i i, I jokingly call dc wakanda like it's that little tucked in little joint away, like it's in hidden in the mountains or whatever. That's but right. when you get there, it's technologically advanced. Like the people are, it's super intelligent and they got their own little swag. And, you know what I mean? 
And so, you know, when I come on Wakanda, uh, Wakanda and, I, and I, I gotta come back because my brother's getting married soon. It's like, you know, I'm always kind of alert, like, yo, what's popping out here, man? You know right. what I mean? So I, I miss the culture, if not nothing else. Uh, I miss the people. I miss my family because like all my family's still over there. You know, yeah. I miss my friends and yeah. Oh, and it's hard when you when you're from DC and you move away because I moved to Atlanta to go to Spelman, but when but I still couldn't get DC out of my mind. It's like I always got to go back home. So when it was the opportunity came back, I was like, I need to get back home. Right. Um, it's just kind of I think it's if you if you're raised there and you really really in, embraced. DC, Maryland, Virginia, the DMV, so to speak, then you always have to go back. You know, you just, you got to go back and get a little taste. I know when I would come back, they said, oh, you talking so country? And I was like, no, I'm not. You know, <laughs> I'm from DC, you know? So, right. <laughs> so I, I love it. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a commercial break and right. we're going to come back because we're not finished with the questions. We ain't stumped you yet. So <laughs> we're coming back in just a minute. Oh, welcome back. Um, and I want to let you all know that was the Beauty of Beast unveil unveiled that um and that was actually a surprise to Victoria if she's still on. Um, because welcome and dear Yvette, um, she also said welcome back. Thank you all so much. But she probably didn't know I was gonna show her commercial, but DSM Media, who um she I, she caught it. <laughs> DSM Media actually helped her with her video and her flyer and things, but she has a great uh, seminar coming up. Um, and it really is kind of discovering who you really are and how you're showing up in the world. Are you really it. showing up in the beauty in you or the beast in you? And sometimes we actually get it confused. Um, so Victoria is going to help us maneuver through that. I am registered. So I'm hoping everybody will check out her e um, her event. We are sponsors, DSM Media, um, Shariva Smith and I, so, um, DSM Media. So I'm excited about it and I want everybody to go register. Not now, watch the show and then afterwards go register. Um, but congratulations on what you're doing, Victoria. Um, and y'all please share. Um, you are so welcome. Um, so we're going to get back to some questions. Um, and that's not the last surprise. So we had one for Donnie. Victoria is a huge supporter. Um, so I knew she was going to love that surprise, but we got one more coming up for somebody they don't know. But for now, we're going to, because I love surprises. So, but now we're going to talk about the music industry because we listed a whole lot of you just all embedded into music, <laughs> whether it's on stage, behind stage, right. whatever. So how did you get there? Uh, it's, it, well, it's a very simple question, but it has a lot of things with it, but I'll keep it as, as short as possible. My, first of all, my, I got there, my, my dad was a music, a music producer and a bassist, as I, as I said in the intro. Um, he's, uh, uh, 
the the doing it in the park, doing it after dark. Do 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 do. That's that's my dad. You know what I mean? Um, so, um, it was natural. You know, I remember he. You know, I don't know. I think it was like four or five years old, and he was like, he wheeled out a keyboard. It was like you got to sit there and play that every Saturday. And you know, right. But fourth grade, I picked up a trumpet, learned that in school. Um, you know, played that up until uh, high school, um, then picked up a sousaphone, trombone. I was fascinated with the drums, uh, you know, the marching band drums. So I, I was playing around with that. I, I basically did spot watch. Like when somebody was out, I don't know, figure it out. And then went to Hampton. Hampton, uh, I was supposed to <laughs> play the drums. Uh, and the day that I was supposed to pick out my, my instrument, uh, I got dared by a sousaphone player. Like, you, you, you don't know what you're doing. So I played sousaphone my entire career in Hampton. Wow. Uh, um, but the whole time while I, you know, from high school all the way up um, in the background, I was uh, working on uh, with uh, shout out my brother, Nicholas Baker. Um, you know, we in the back room, we was writing rhymes and coming up with beats in the back room when we, you know, in between classes and stuff like that. We used to skip classes or don't tell nobody right. uh, <laughs> to write. And um, and then the next thing you know, we just started going to record studios. It was a joint right there in Lan on Lanham Seabrook Road. Shout out to Vince. Uh, if anybody know Vince's studio on Se Seabrook. That yeah. was a, yeah, there was a skating rink over there, too, that we still go to. We in a while. Yeah. We in a while. yeah. <laughs> I got you. Um, but yeah, I used to live right, like, right there. So I used to just walk to it and we just started recording out of there and it became a thing. And I went out, I, I was a, a year, uh, I graduated the year before Baker did. Uh, and I went to Hampton and Baker followed me down there the next year. Well, he didn't follow me. That's, that's, you know, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, so we, he went to Hampton too. And then next thing you know, we just, they had a studio, like the, the major had a record studio on campus. Why they do that? And so mm. we just started, you know, late night sessions and just started really recording, recording and then building it. And then when we when I got back to DC, um worked at uh night uh not night flight, um Horizon Sound Studios in Capitol Heights. That was a that was a pillar of the Capitol Heights community that was okay. familiar with the record labels. Uh shout out to Paul, shout out to John Gordon, um, uh, and uh you know, got to work under them. That's when I got to meet Maya and uh, Mary J. Blige and, uh, you know, uh, Drew Hill, Rough Ends, uh, Black Butterfly. Like, it was just a lot of people that came through that studio. Right. Which taught me a lot. And then from there, it was like, I know I want to do this. Um, okay. And I really just started to, 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 to make it happen. And my ear was always toward it. And so how did I get the music? How did I get there? Honestly. I didn't have I didn't have a design. I just followed where the winds took me, and you know, yes. and I'm here now. So yes, that's when you've been given a gift. You don't know, you can't explain it. It's just it was gonna happen. So <laughs> sometimes we don't even know why how we got where we are. We just it was just in us, and it was a matter of of time because people laugh at me, and I've always had a love of music. And sometimes people don't even think about the things that they did as kids that led them to where you know, what they're doing now. Um, right. Even with music, I always, even now with music, I remember all the words from all of the, you know, Sugar Hill Gang, all that stuff. It, to this day, you can't play that song without me just going ham. But I mean, <laughs> I loved like music. I tried out for chorus um, and made PG County chorus, believe it or not. I don't know what right. happened to the singing voice, but I did make it. Um, it's gone now though, it's, it's gone. We're gonna get it back. <laughs> 
we gonna get it back. <laughs> like, I ain't even gonna try. Nobody's gonna believe me. And they, nah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and even with instruments, I all through elementary school, I played the violin. Who would have thought? But it, it was probably a love of music that just made you touch on a little of everything. Um, right. So I get it that you, you know, first you're kind of like, uh, and then once you did it, because that was your lead in, you ain't know it, but that's what was happening. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So last question we have before we get into some other things is Uh-oh. what? What is Donnie B got the beats up to now? Thank you. Um, what I can say is, okay. <laughs> um, so I, obviously I'm a host of the, of the beat. That's how I met you. Uh, and okay. it was an awesome interview. Um, so the, the, the beat, I'm looking for, uh, you know, talent is basically net the spotlight. Uh, 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 people who are movers and shakers in the business, man. People okay. that maybe not everybody knows but you need to know this person right here because they if not if not anything else they could be like you right you know what i mean uh and so uh the host of the beat uh co-host of two flu west with nicholas Baker, um and that is more of a topical day-to-day uh we want to spotlight everybody and any, anything that's moving and shaking that's doing the things that's the that's the give we did give you give you flowers business you know what mm-hmm. i mean uh, for the things that you do uh, I'm, I'm developing, uh, as I said earlier, Mumbo Source. Uh, I'm also um, I'm currently pitching projects to Warner Media, as well as uh, H- oh, uh, Warner Media is HBO, as well as Disney, as well as uh, a couple other other uh, uh, major labels. Uh, TV series. I got one called Views. I got another one called uh, Zoltar that that, uh, that I'm doing with my writing team. Um, so I'm just trying to pitch concepts to see if we can get them placed, to get them moved. Um, I am developing two other podcast uh, podcasts, video shows. Um, mm-hmm. One called Really, which is a uh, uh, one that uh, basically is a, t- uh, a response, you know, conversation about uh, current film and uh, TV uh, show releases and so forth and so on. Uh, the okay. other one is called The Lowdown, which is more of a uh, like the skit on Saturday Night Live, the Weekend Report. Uh, okay. With my sister, shout out to uh, Ruthie Renee. Uh, that's gonna be my co-host going there. Um, that's gonna just kind of make make fun of all of the the the, the news that we got there out, out in the world. Um, oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then we have uh, you know, like I said, I'm working on my my um, the so I'm finishing up my the Cruel Summer EP. It took two years to do, but I'm I'm finishing that. But I, I'm immediately uh, directing my attention to the album that I'm working on called Basquiat, uh, which is the you know take on Basquiat because Basquiat was a true artist that they people found posthumously uh, and really appreciated post posthumously. I, I think appreciated is the better word, um, and just kind of want to revisit my roots as far as what I feel the the, the game is missing. In, in music and um, my hip hop roots, and this is me in the background, by the way. Uh, so uh, oh. a return to that, and uh, yeah, that's that's I what love, I can. I love say. the fact that that's you behind you. Um, well, I gotta I love, love I gotta support myself, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> right. Look, and I'm mad at y'all because I just look. I was looking up and said, okay, so because it gets a little cold in here, why y'all didn't tell me I had my Christmas blanket um, up on the back of my chair? 
I know they was like, this room is really busy, but this Christmas blanket right here is to keep me warm. So y'all nice. excuse the Christmas, Christmas blanket. It, 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 it was ambiance, okay? It, right, it right. I was like, wow, okay, I'm bringing Christmas in already, but that's my season, so <laughs> let's just bring it on in there. She um, trying to around, and what around I my head. I know my head big, Sharia, thank you. No. <laughs> there you go. But look, um, I thought that it was kind of cool and I on your show that you had, for instance, some artists that came on um, that had some music. You would play their music. So for all you people who know someone who's trying to get their music out there, whatever, this was such a cool thing you did. I don't know how you you know, reach out to people to come on, but you took an artist and his music and you had several people on the show and they kind of... Um, Music review. reviewed it and told them where you know told told them from your perspective what was good what they needed work on yeah. what i mean it was all music language so i was lost on some of it <laughs> i was just like okay i think i know what they saying but yeah. i enjoyed that um and i liked it because it was so um authentic um and and you just you all weren't afraid to say okay work on this and the fact that the artist was there for that so it wasn't like that they were in their feelings or whatever i thought that was amazing and i was like man they need to keep doing stuff like that because that's really you know that's really interesting because i get people that may inbox me and say hey you know i got some music or whatever i'm not in the music field right. um you know i might say oh i like it so anything that luncheon with lisa can you know to do to help you know i like to highlight people but that particular thing that you all did with the artist was i loved it i thought it was like okay so if i could sing and i had a record i would be like let me go on this so y'all can tell me what i need to do to get this right but it was yeah. amazing how you all were just working together and everybody had their own little feel about it like yeah i like that okay i like the beat and i'm i was chiming in um but yeah, i were. enjoyed it i did <laughs> I did. I enjoyed it. So, um, I, and I wish you all the best in everything that you're doing. I know you will succeed because um, you've been doing some wonderful things and you stay busy just like um, I do. And Shariba behind the scenes, I know she was saying I was working. Yeah, we stay busy, but we love what we do. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to move into um what i'm wondering if maybe um we do have some current events we're coming up on but before we do that why don't we run another um commercial and then we're going to come back and talk about some current events um we have a little another new segment we're doing that we're going to um open up with donnie so we will be right back
So for y'all who don't know, Victoria does know. Actually, several people do. We have DSM Media, which is me and Shariva. We teamed up to create um, flyers, videos, um, all kinds of. We actually do background work for people who are having shows just like this. Um, so um, DSM Media is um, we're live and kicking. And what's exciting, we will share with you, um, so please check us out, is we actually have kind of, I don't know what you call it, a little mini mini thing going on with shows. So we actually have a lineup of shows. So on Wednesday, we have Upfront Mind, Body, Soul with host Michelle B. Hammond. Um, and then to, on Thursdays, we have Lunch with Lisa. And then on Fridays, we just picked up a new show um, by her, um, her name is Tamika Joy. Um, and I forgot, I'm trying to look for what the name of her show was, but she's going to be coming on Fridays. So Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, seven to eight, just one hour in the evening. You all can come and join these shows, support these ladies, um, bringing on guests. Um, Tamika Joy is an artist in music as well, um, Donnie, and she's bringing on young people. Um, and it's all about music and the industry and, and all kinds of stuff. So we're excited that all of our platforms are different. But they actually, you know, complement each other. And DSM Media is behind that. So y'all check us out. Um, we trying working, to do working. our little mini thing back here. So yeah, check us out. Now you working, working. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, and we having some fun. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into some current events. And okay. for a little while, we're going to talk about what's going on in the world. And what I decided that our topic of choice would be Let's go. Um, this day Let's go. is... We want it so so let me give you a background on this new segment. Okay. So if you all remember when Luncheon with Lisa started and you know my creative mind, um, I have a lunchbox. You're a good <laughs> fire. Right. For luncheon with Lisa. So we decided that for the season two, we wanted to invite our guests to email me and we share my email address where people can email about situations they have going on relationships family whatever or topics of discussion like what we're going to talk about tonight you send them email them into us we're going to put them on a little piece of paper put we're going to throw them into the lunchbox and every week we're going to dig in here and pull out a topic and whoever my guest happens to be we have to talk about it Deal with it. Talk about it on the fly. I don't want you to prepare, prepare for every question and all that kind of stuff. It's right. real organic with me over here, too. And a lot of the shows that BSM Media does, Michelle Hammond's show, very organic. I just love that, you know, on the spot kind of energy. Um, so that's what this lunchbox is all about. So every time you see this lunchbox, we're about to talk about some stuff. And what we're going to talk about is stuff that people are lunching about, okay? If y'all remember, I might be aging myself, nope. but we used to call people lunchboxes. Y'all, you a lunchbox. Okay, <laughs> so that, that's what we work on. Who's lunching now? That's the segment that we're doing. Um, but tonight, since Donnie is our first guest of the season, we didn't have anything in the box yet. So what I decided, because you mentioned you were a girl dad. So what we wanted to talk about on a current event topic is um, these kids going back to school, people going back to work and how as, you know, somebody working and also having kids, 
-hmm. How is that working? And it might be different from LA to DC, but what are your feelings? And we would love for people who are tuned in to tune in and talk about it. We'll put your comments up, but talk to us a little bit about what your feelings are with these kids going back to school, considering uh, we're not through with this pandemic yet. <laughs> well, I, I would say, man, uh, Lord be with me with my response. That's all okay. I would say. Uh, <laughs> You know, because people like this, we in a cancer culture type of pandemic going on and everybody feel they need to cancel everybody. So let's, uh, you know, I don't need to be canceled. I'm a girl dad. Thank you. Anyway, right. so um, how I feel about that is this. Um, life got to go on. Life mm -hmm. will go on. If people get back to the program. If they understand exactly what what what's happening, and get their out of do there, they, do what they need to do, so we can move forward. Thank you. Yeah, because it, it's a very simple answer to a very simple equation, and I think that the reality of it, of it is that people are so mesmerized by the dis, you know or displaced by that year that we that we you know that blindsided everybody that people are not thinking. They just ready to get out the house, which right. I I can pull my significant other in there and she'll tell you like we 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 talked about this as soon, like March. Oh, this is gonna be bad. It's gonna get bad or even worse before it even gets better because people not really taking it. Because to me, the and I'm I'm not tone deaf mm -hmm. and I'm not uh, insensitive, but I'm a very like I said I, I I'm a grassroots type of person. I, I'm I, I'm a binary thinker and binary meaning like ones and zeros, not the other binary. Right. That, you know, we not talk about. Um, I see ones and zeros. And when I see this situation, I like I, I equated the pandemic or the threat of the pandemic to snow days. Okay. What we had in DC. It was like, oh, okay, but we're gonna have to be snowed in for a couple months. All right. I immediately ran to the store. Got three shopping carts. I'm pulling them myself. All right, we gotta get it now. You know what I'm saying? People looking at me like, yeah, I mean, is it that bad? I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever <laughs> you do, you I'm gonna do me. And right. like I said, a four score and a year and a half later, you know what I mean? I pulled, I pulled my people through. You know what I mean? And it, you know, not my myself, obviously, but I'm just saying. Right. With regard to people returning to, to, to work, especially the kids, like here's the thing: I think people need we need to do more and do better. And understanding that what our job as parents is, and that's the that's the that's the guide our children. Mm -hmm. We're the we're the guides. We're the spirit guides. We're the physical guides. We're the everything guides. You can't just tell a kid and be like, "Hey, you know, you will brush teeth," and then have set these expectations. I told you you should know how to brush your teeth. No, that's not your job. Your job is to make sure that they know because when right. you go, they got to be able to do it on their own, and mm -hmm. then teach that skill to the next in in their line. Right. And I think a lot of people may not be ready to be parents. Maybe they don't mm -hmm. understand exactly what the, what's all involved. They just, well, uh, you know, I just want to be a parent because I I love babies. Okay. That's a, you, you are a bad, you're like, just not even whatever. Right. Anyway, <laughs> you know, so going back to going back to school, I think that it's going to happen anyway. It's time for it to happen, but hopefully people take the time that they need to be able to train the kid to, to have the kid to understand exactly the complexities and everything that's involved with what's going on. Right. You know, obviously beyond a certain age, because, you know, you know, I got a six year old and my son, he's 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 ahead of his time. But, you know, again, he's just like, I don't care. I don't mask, man. You know what I mean? Um, right. But uh, he knows that 
virus. Like I mentioned the word virus to them when I was talking to him today. And he was just like, virus? He ran out of the room. Like, I don't do viruses. Like, I'm like, okay. I, I, you know what I mean? He's like, dude, you've been here before. Like, right. Um, but if you if you break things down to the, to the if the parents break things down to the kids and continuously do that, then I think it, it will work. Um, I, I again the eagerness to return back to a regularly scheduled program. I don't think we want to. To me, if you uh, a, a Marvel fan and it's like Loki, it's like we're not on the same timeline. We will never return back to the normal before the pandemic. And I don't understand why people keep trying to force it. That's like putting a square peg in a round hole. It's never going to go back to the same. Right? Thing. They don't. They don't. They're not accepting per permanent change. The new um, normal. I mean, because what 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 before the pandemic we were in permanent change. Everything changes. I mean, it's 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 healthy. Um, I think that's where the misconception comes in that when things change, it's a bad thing, and it's not always a bad thing. Um, that's how you grow um, from change. If things stayed the same, we wouldn't even be where we were before the pandemic. Thank <laughs> goodness. I mean, if you think about it that way, it's like okay, so think way back. What was going on in the world? Did you want it to stay there? I don't think so. So change has to happen. Um, and when it comes to the kids, I don't have um, my the youngest between my husband. Uh, my stepson is a senior in high school, but everybody's grown up. Um, my son is in college, but it still affects me because these are our kids. And it feels right. like that we're so caught lately on standing up for a cause or you're not going to tell me what to do syndrome. I mean, I think that's what is going on. Nobody wants you to tell them what to do. Um, and so they just fight. You know, if you do something and you told me to do it, even if they think it's the right thing to do, they don't want to do it because you need to do it. I think right. that's where we're stuck. And I will be honest, and people, will, um, they laughed at me in the beginning of this pandemic because I did not play with COVID. Okay. I was just like, okay, I don't want no parts of this. Um, I really, I really went in a panic mode to be honest with you, but it was kind of like, I felt like everybody was exposed at that point because yeah. I started to view everybody. I was like, people are really selfish because this was a change that kind of showed everybody that it's not just about you. It's about all of us. And right. even now with the kids going back to school, it's like, I get it. I get that the kids need to go back into school, but I think we're rushing to do something because it's been so long. It's been so long. We got to get back. And I don't think in a lot of instances we're ready because um, you still have people that are fighting for, I don't want to get this and I don't want to get that. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking, don't you got to get that straight first? Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I don't know if I sent my babies into school and you had decided something different from what I believed, then what? Yeah. Um, and let's look, we're going to take it a step further with the kids. You know, I heard something about that some kids that were 12 and um, under maybe 10, 11 or whatever, that maybe they get it. They get what's going on. Yeah. And they're wanting to get um yeah and and the parents if they don't believe that then what do they do i mean i think about all of these you know scenarios so it's not just one way like my way do it this way or but what do these kids do who actually feel a different way but they're not old enough to make that call right. um so i just think that we need to be very careful um because the world is a very different place i agree with you that i don't think the norm is going to be a new norm but I also think that even with um, part of the topic was people going back to work. Okay, joke, but not joke. 
I mean, I told my supervisor I want to. Um, <laughs> I'll come back after the last person. That's that's where, where <laughs> I want to fit into this scenario. <laughs> Bring me back after the last person. Okay, so, um, but you know, I just want to make sure everybody wants to be safe. Um, and I guess I haven't understood the rush with even with the kids. Let's work out ways to make this work in the meantime while we get it instead of let's push them back in. Um, because if the school ain't set up to do what we're supposed to do, then I don't see how that's a good move. You know what I'm saying? No, I, to I totally agree with you. Um, and and I, I, I want to say this too, based off of what you said, and it, you made a very valid point. In my per in my perception, right, it's, it's life powered by rich people. That's mm -hmm. what it sounds like to me. You know, like being, especially being in LA, uh, life <laughs> powered by rich people. Because at the end of the day, these rich people are like, I, I don't know what to do with my child because they don't have to work. They, they got nannies and stuff like that. So you get, you want to put me in a house, they get cabin fever. You want to put me in a house with my child? It's your child. I don't know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, you know, oh, can we just send them somewhere? They're missing life. No, you come up with excuses to not be around your children get them out the house because they missing something but everything that they have is in front of me I, like me telling my my daughter like you know i'm daddy i'm bored what google ain't working you know like i hello you know yeah, what, I mean? what is board, what does board mean because we didn't have all of this stuff we had to pick out a board game candy land whatever and make it happen and i want to touch on something you just said with you know I thought about this with people because I said, okay, so some of us are out here fighting the cause, rushing back to do this, and oh, they're telling us don't do, don't do this, don't do that. But I said, but think about it. There are there is a different world between people with money and just regular folks. Oh, yeah. So some of the things that you're fighting for, they're like, yay, yay, yay. But at the same time, they're not even, you know, being exposed to the same things you are. They're not even going out to the store. They're not going out to get their nails and stuff no. done they have someone in house so the yeah. danger the the it's, it's all different so the risk is different so even though it seems like that you're fighting with them um sometimes the risk is different for them so you're not paying attention to it's kind of like with kids when they want to get all these tattoos on their face and do all these kind of things and they don't have a job yet yeah. and it's like hey you know well, i saw some celebrity do it okay but that's that they already said that's what they do right. you, you ain't even got a job yet you can't make moves like that because nobody's gonna hire you if you do that and you sit here looking at some famous person where their life is totally different so yeah, putting something on their face does is not going to affect their world it, it, that's what they can do so we can't do everything everybody else does yeah. so yeah. I, I i get it it's um i think uh, who is it i was some of the comments um, because Victoria said, Donnie, you are saying the truth. Um, she said, Jack rocks. Um, <laughs> I don't, I must have caught the comment too late. Um, then Michelle said, they're using Instacart. Um, well, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm using, yeah, I'm using Instacart. No, it's funny. What's wrong with it? Well, we talk about change, right? So I'm that person who, um, Instacart, oh, no, no, no. I, you know, I need to go get my stuff. But when, when there was change, then Lisa makes adjustments. So <laughs> now I should have stock in Instacart <laughs> because I have still not been in a grocery store since last March. Um, okay. I have not. I have been in a couple of other places or whatever, but 
I was literally following the rules of things and yeah. to driving folks crazy, even in my own home. Um, but we have to be mindful that everybody is on a different level. There's their fear, their whatever, whether it's getting a vaccination, not getting a vaccination, not going out, sitting in restaurants, whatever it is. But we have to be mindful of everybody's level of comfort and be okay right. um, with the extra. Because I know last year, 2020, I kind of told my family that I'm going to be extra and I'm going to need y'all to be okay with my extra because <laughs> I already knew it's not going to change. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, and we got to not be so you know, serious about it to where we're, you know, it's this team versus this team and now everybody's fighting. You know, when I saw people going and taking off masks and now you got people fussing about why you put masks on kids. Um, I mean, we got to do what we got to do. It's like, do you, it gets confusing sometimes. Like, are we trying to protect these kids or are you just trying to fight for a cause? Cause when it comes to being a parent, you do what you got to do to make sure y'all going to be at family dinner tomorrow. You you ain't said nothing slick to a can of oil. And, <laughs> and see, my thing is that that's the thing I don't understand. And and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. And shoot, if you call me a bad parent, it ain't going. I ain't gonna be mad at you. That's cool. That's your perspective. Whatever you do, you and you do your house that way. But as far as I'm concerned, like I people that know me understand. I raise my kids with no choice. You ain't got no choice. I'm the parent. <laughs> you the child. If I tell you you gonna eat this broccoli, you gonna eat this broccoli. Okay. Oh well, my my friend told that I don't. First of all. Why are you even sassy me? Like, first of all, that right. I don't even understand that. Second of all, are you eating broccoli because it's better for you? If somebody else don't want to, then cool, they don't want to. But you eat this broccoli, right? I'm not their daddy. <laughs> they I fall love off that a bridge. My children with no choice. <laughs> I love they, it. You, you know the old thing: if you if your fridge jump over a bridge, that means you too. I'm gonna tell you what. That's right. Jump off a bridge only one. Well, he chose chose to do that. I got things to live for. We we good. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so, like, that's that's the whole thing. I don't understand this whole give your, you know, parent, you know, give the, the parents give the child. Well, at least it's a freedom I didn't have, so I'm gonna give it to my child. Well, yeah. Well, if the kids, if you give the kid a plate full of sugar from two years old to the 15 year old, the 15 years old, they're gonna take the one, the path of least resistance, obviously. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And then wonder why they, I don't understand my jaw falling off. I don't, well, I mean, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? So again, this is this, I think to, 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 to sum it all up, I think the pandemic forced America to look at itself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the reality of it. And I think that, that to me, it gave, you know, it's like social media to an extent. It gave me people, it gave people the license to be not here with us. I don't want to say idiots, but they're not here with us. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and it definitely created dissension in the ranks. So, I mean, like, the, I, I think the people that understand exactly what it is, they thrive in this time. They do their, their COVID pivot. They adjust. They make the, they got to do what, what they need to do. Like Victoria said, we give them way too many options. There's no daggone option at the end of the day. What do you, do you want to be? And what's the quickest way to get there? And do you want to be alive? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, like even when people say, well, you know, we've gotten through the first part of it and now, um, well, you won't, you know, you won't get, you won't, some people feel like you won't, you, your chances for not dying or whatever. I don't even want to be, I said, look, y'all call me paranoid. I don't even want to be sick. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm like, pace this to me, this experience with our kids, with going back to work and stuff taught us or should have taught us 
should have told us many things, um, but we still on that journey. But patience is one of those things that was on that list. And some people got a lot of work to do because I was trying to figure out what was the big deal. I'm not necessarily a homebody, but I enjoy time at home. And I think it gave us a moment to start to enjoy our families again, to start um, getting in touch with who you are. Um, and what I, you know, my mother and I had conversations. I said, well, I think a whole lot of people figured out that they don't like themselves too much because now they're stuck in the house with them. And who, some people are like, what? You leave me alone with myself? But I mean, that's the powerful <laughs> message right there. So it's like, okay, so take this time to, to like you because when you're stuck in the house with yourself, you better like you um, or you got some work to do. So um, I wanted to talk about that, especially you mentioning that you were a girl dad mm -hmm. and that we're getting ready to move into a whole nother part of this journey. Um, and it continues. It continues. Um, I think Shariba had put, um, LOL, you're going to be hungry if you don't eat what's going to be on your plate. Yeah, because mm -hmm. we ain't had no menu. So, um, oh, you don't like that? Okay. You know. <laughs> and I think Michelle said her cousin was killing it in Instacart. I said, yeah, he'd have probably delivered to me a few times because, I mean, we would need some paper towels. You want me to order? You want <laughs> like. No, we can go. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I, yeah, I, and I even I will tell you this. I'll even tip more because it takes. Hey, you stepping out and doing something that really puts yourself at risk. Um, so I, I recognize that. I recognize that everything that has you out there, you putting yourself at risk. So yeah. thank you. You know, thank. Let's appreciate those people who are willing to do that or don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, and stay in my lane. My lane happens to be at home. I'm going to be good with that. So, and don't y'all tease. Y'all know they tease me so bad because I was like, I am not playing. I do not want any play dates with COVID. <laughs> not in the least. Okay. Yeah. Don't sign me up. I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to <laughs> be in the number. I do not want to be in the number. Um, but no, that was a great conversation. So what I wanted to go into now. Okay. It's another new segment of Luncheon with Lisa. I'm so excited to be launching all this with you. Is that we're gonna hide? We decided that every show we're gonna highlight a project. Okay. Um, I mean, a project or a product or an event that's going on. Okay. So I have another surprise. So this week for the very first show back with Luncheon with Lisa. Um, and I wanted to let people know, in addition to this, that every week we'll do this. So if you have something that you want, kind of a free advertisement, free shout out, mm -hmm. if you want to send me something and, you know, I shared on the show, I won't be able to get to everybody's things. But if it's something you really feel strong about, you want me to share, please feel free to send me a copy um, or, you know, share it with me, email me and maybe we can show it on the show. So for tonight. Our very first product highlight is drum roll, please. My coupon playbook is my very first product. And for your those who don't know, my partner behind the scenes, Shariba Smith, this is her very first journal. Um, and you all need to check this out. She is a coupon queen. She knows how to coupon like no other. The coupon yeah, she has a um, book that we're going to be working on through my publishing company. But right now she has a journal that she did herself. It's out there. It's called My Coupon Playbook. 
build the breakdown that won't let you down. And inside, if you can grab your coupon, she gives you some um, the week that you're couponing, where you can make your notes, all kind of things. This is awesome. Um, she also has her businesses called Saving My Pockets. So Shariva is trying to help people to keep their money in their pockets. So y'all go out there and get her book. Um, so I know she, I see her saying, oh my God, thank you. I know she was not expecting this. So when she asked me about what product we're highlighting, I was kind of like, none of your business. Um, I ain't tell that to her, but I was thinking, I can't tell you. I just can't tell you, but this was my special little surprise for Shariba. So congratulations on your new book. It came out, um, not too long ago. Congratulations. Um, so this just goes to show you too, that COVID ain't stopped nothing. Okay. That COVID pivot is real. Yes, it's real. So congratulations. Y'all go out there on Amazon and get her book. Um, so that was my little surprise. I think you'd be a um, one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and and actually we talked about doing it for music too. So we might have to hook up with you, Donnie, and see how that how we kind of roll that out. Um, but every now and if you have something new you want to put out there. We could collaborate, we good. Yeah, yeah. So um that was our highlight. Um, so with that being said, I thank you so much, Donnie, for coming on to the very first show and kicking us off for season two. Um, I'm excited about this season. I'm happy to be back. Um, hopefully uh, we're going to work smarter so I don't wear my team out, but they are the best. Um, so I'm looking forward to all the little fun things. You never know what I'm coming up with for, you know, themes and everything else. So before we leave, I wanted to... First of all, remind everybody that if you want to me to, you know, highlight your product, feel free to contact me and hopefully we can get it out. Everything won't be appropriate for our, you know, audience. But if if we can, we will definitely help to support that way. Um, now, I want to let want you to let everybody know where they can find you, contact you, um, get in touch with you over there in L.A. Um, tell us how to, to find Donnie Got the Beats. Man, you can Google me. <laughs> That's a start. <laughs> um, now, really, uh, all, all jokes aside, uh, thank you. Shariva, uh, man, listen. You better read the whole little nine down there that she got. She on on point. Lecture with Lisa is fantastic, first of all. Thank you. Uh, um, Donnie B got the beats. Uh, AK or DB got the beats. Got the DA. You know, I put the ebonics on them. Um, that that's how you find me. Uh, you can find uh, the beat at uh, Beat TV LA on, on all social media. You can find Two Flu West at Two Flu West. No Ebonics there on all social media platforms. We on IMDb. You can find me on IMDb at D Christopher um, Communications. Uh, man, I'm I'm all I'm kind of all over the place, and some people will say that's wrong, but I mean I got to diversify my portfolio. Hey, yes, it's it's all right and all good. Amen to that. But find me at luncheon with Lisa and have her people call my people. So you see, we get her eating too. And then we eat, we all got to open this thing up. Y'all got to understand how to mass communicate over here, man. I'm trying that's to be right. what she got going on because this is live. That's right. Look, I and that's why I switched it up because I was like, when I went on your, I was like, this is the bomb. I like the way you roll it out. So, and that's what we're supposed to do, support each other. So I want to remind everybody too that um luncheonwithlisa.com, you can actually it's housed on my magazine site, dovestylemagazine.org. Um, you can actually catch all the shows on our Facebook page. 
You can also catch all the shows on my YouTube channel, Lisa Dove Washington. So there's several places that you can catch the show. So my ask to everyone is to go out there and like the Facebook page, Luncheon with Lisa. Go out there and subscribe to the Lisa Dove Washington um, YouTube channel. Um, and please continue to tune in on Thursdays. There's always some new fun. Um, and if you all know from last year, there's some months that we go really hard, like birthday months and Christmas and all kinds of stuff. So we have some fun here. Um, I wanted to ask one last thing before we say goodbye. Do you have an inspirational thought that you wanted to share with our guests before we say goodbye? Man, you put me on the spot with that. Okay. Uh... <laughs> The, the the thing the code that I live by is nobody nobody knows who you are unless everybody cares who you are. Hmm. Take that into consideration when you're making your next moves. You know what I'm saying? Um, you in order for everybody to care who you are, you got to put it out in the universe. You got to work at it. You got to get you got to get after it, man. People told me that I I had people to tell me that I'd never be anything in the music business. I had people that told me, like my own team, people that I'm employing, they'd be like, yo, we don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're just a music producer. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, you know, you shouldn't be rapping. You shouldn't be singing or whatever, whatever. You can't stop art, man. Art is like a fire hose, man. You know, water erodes right. rock. So at the end of the day, you just got to do what you got to do. So like I said, nobody knows who you are unless everybody cares who you are. Um. And don't let nothing stop you. If you feel it, man, be 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 art. Be be beautiful. Be it's just like uh, Bruce Lee said. Be be like water. You know yes. what I mean? So, I love it. I love yeah, it. That's all I got to say about that. That's powerful. And I will piggyback on that and say my inspirational thoughts to everybody. And I think I've posted this on my pages before. But be you, because nobody can do it better. Amen. Um. So I mean, that's that's kind of it in a nutshell. And what I want to remind you is next week on Lunch with Lisa, we're going to have the producer and co-producer. She's a young um, co-producer, um, teenager. She's Maya Pinson and Tree Waters. Um, Pastor Tree Waters is actually a producer of Old School Rollers that mm -hmm. I am in. So we're going to show um, some clips from the movie. Um, and uh, I'm going to give away some tickets because the release is on August 28th. Um, so y'all tune in next week. And until then, we will see you every Thursday, 7 to 8 Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much, Donnie. And we will see you next time. Welcome back.